0: Welcome to The Barbell Strikes Back. I'm your host, James McDermott, and that presence that you can feel through the force is Jason Murphy joining me on the show once again to chat about the CrossFit games. We've both been watching it all weekend, we've been texting back and forth, and then I decide, you know what, we got to get on here and actually talk about it because I think we're throwing out a lot of good things. Maybe CrossFit will listen to this and uh, things will change in the future. We got some big ideas. Murph, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing awesome. I'm doing awesome. It's been uh, awesome watching the games virtually uh, and watching them virtually with you via text. It's been fun.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I think I was probably staring at my phone more than I was staring at the actual events going down (laughs) as we're doing our own commentary. I think maybe next year we just need to do a day long or weekend long commentary to um, compete with the pros. Well, I think that what we should do is perhaps uh, run
1: and bike uh row while doing the commentary just as a marathon session um continually going i would want to wear a sun hat and i would definitely need to stop to get cool drinks uh, while i was doing it too
0: (laughs) the i think the sun hat is the way to go after seeing matt and tia wearing one i think i want one now
1: Well, did you hear the
0: interview at the end the whole time right now did you hear the interview at the end um, I heard some of it, but not not. Yeah. Were they talking about the hat? Yeah. Well, he talked about
1: their game plan going in was to meet the minimum work requirement, and he said, "Yeah, it worked out pretty well as he came in first place for the men."
0: Yeah. What does that tell you when pacing a workout to the point where you're just trying to meet the minimum work requirement still puts you beating the entire field? Well.
1: I think I had mentioned this to you when the game started up this year, but the, the format that they were kind of forced into because of the worldwide pandemic, I really believe that it played to the strengths of someone like Matt. Now he, he doesn't really have a lot of weaknesses and and Tia is very similar in that regard. They don't have a ton of weaknesses and they seem to really, if they do poorly on an event one year, they hammer out all the kinks and they do great on that, that same event the next year. Um, so they, they hammer their weaknesses, they really go for any of those things and they change it up and they, it seems like they, they work on basics. So it's, it's what you need to do. So when you are down to only five other comp- or four other competitors in the field is so small, even the way they tried to do the points this entire time um, it's hard for people to make up those differences and they're going to win most of the what i would call crossfit type events yeah
0: and because they're, they're going to win all those short metcons.
1: yeah all those metcons, they're going to do really well on um and then because they're hammering stuff like running and swimming and things they're not gonna they're gonna do well against the other people that won those crossfit type events to make it to this stage as well because they're just better at all of them too yeah so I, there's I mean, no specialist athletes out there that are going to blow people away on say the crossfit total or blow people away on the longer swim. Uh, The specialists don't don't make it to the top five usually. And you can see that through the years of the games.
0: Well, and now, I mean, would that make an argument for expanding the field? Because wouldn't you want those specialists within the competition to help create some kind of a gap where maybe someone can actually catch up? Like is the reason that Matt pretty much doubled second place's score and points to win it and dominate because there were no specialists in there mixing things up?
1: Well, it's funny, you know, you know, I've been involved with
0: CrossFit
1: uh, for a really long time. I've been involved with regionals, and I've been at the games. Um, I've, I've volunteered there. And something that I've talked about is I think they need to narrow the field a little bit. If you want to make it a professional sport, make it a professional sport. The field gets narrowed. I think that this year was actually a great template. I think that they could look at being super inclusive as they've, they're trying to do, which is great, but they could use an online format to narrow it further. So you have the open, which is an online format. You have these sanctional events around the world. They wanna keep sanctionals, which is great. It gives people an opportunity to participate and see their athletes and be fans up close. They have sanctionals. And then before the CrossFit Games, you have a qualifying event that's also online and you narrow the field down and you get maybe to the top 10 women and men and you send them wherever the games are. And it could be multiple locations for the games. You might go here one day and go somewhere else the next. They've done that before at the games, um, wherever wherever things take them, um, wherever the events take them essentially. But I think that you're going to get a better competition doing that. Now, that being said, you're going to see dominating performances until you get more people, you know, on the schedule when they're when they're working as a professional, when they're training daily, eight hours a day. Um, yeah. When they're doing that, you're going to see more people try to catch up and kind of catch up. But I think that if you widen the field, you kind of muddy the waters a little bit. Um, and and really, you can look back at it. It's just a numbers game he didn't win this year because there were less competitors. You know, he might've won more events, but the same, the result would be
0: the the same. Training he did back in January. You know,
1: Tia, this is the same way. We, I keep saying he, but I really mean both of them. Tia and Matt both did that because of all the training they do because of the study they do and the, the way they just push. I mean, I think the result would have been th- the same if there was a thousand competitors.
0: Yeah, which I mean, I mean, there kind of technically is with the open and everything. So you're saying uh, a format to kind of do this would be you have the open. We're all involved in that. Right. You have the next step is sanctionals or it's kind of also involved in the qualifying because you can qualify from the open or you can qualify from sanctionals. Right. So you top, don't necessarily have to do one or the other
1: right top worldwide athletes from the open can go qualify for the quote unquote qualifier the top athletes from the sanctional events can qualify for the qualifier and then you run a separate event called the online qualifier And we all watch it we love it and you know well, i'll be games cheering games. from the sidelines um i think this most is, people i know but wouldn't be it team. be the
0: games phase one like this year so you yeah you could
1: that. call it that i guess I, I i just used it i just said qualifier to kind of Quantify what I meant.
0: <laughs> I, I, I like that. I think um I think it makes sense. I think from a spectator's perspective, this has been one of the most enjoyable games to watch because it was so intimate and there was only five of them. If there was 10 men, 10 ladies, I think it would still be the same. Although I did like how on the final event it was everyone going at the same time. I did enjoy when the entire field, men and ladies were going together. Uh, just because I want to see ladies beat the men, and vice versa, and see if any of these guys can beat Tia, you know, I just like that extra competitiveness on having everyone out there. But um, I, I think that's probably the way to go, especially with the way the world is now.
1: Yeah, and I, I think that it's going to create a better event overall. You know, you look at other sports that I would kind of discuss, um, maybe in the same level. You know, you you look at like World Strongest Man events. Um, they're going to narrow the field before they get to their championship. Um, it doesn't mean that it's not interesting to watch, but you're going to see the best of the best. And and really, what happens with a lot of sports, uh, in CrossFit's no different. And it actually might be unique in the um, the probably the breadth of uh, difference, just because of the volume of what you're doing in the games and the. The complexity of it and the the different types of things you're doing in the games you're gonna you're like the fifth place finisher at the games this year is is still fitter than so many other people and crossfitters around the world um you know it's and you get to the point where if you have 30 athletes there for three days um you know what what is reasonable you know and in, in certain sports, you have mercy rules. In certain sports, you have uh, the idea in boxing that you can throw in the towel. You know, it's, or you have a, you're not able to put up a good defense. You know, at what point do you tell people you should stop?
0: It almost seemed like there needs to be a mercy rule after day two, yesterday at the end. Yeah. When it's, it's like, okay, realistically, none of these people are going to be able to beat Matt and Tia with what's going on. Like they can just kind of lose the next couple of events. I'm pretty sure they had all but clinched it at that point. And after event one on day three, they definitely had, what do you think can be done from a programming standpoint to kind of stop that? Like, how do you, how do you put a break on such dominating performances where the games is like all but lost after the first couple of of events?
1: That's a really good question. I, I think that what you need to start to do is the games needs to be a pride thing. Um, I, I've I'm competitive in a lot of aspects of my life. I'm not very competitive when it comes to CrossFit because I know what I can do to myself if I, if I turn into that type of person. But one thing that kind of stops some of that is, is, is spreading out the prize money a little bit. Um, and I think that CrossFit does a great job with that. They give the same prize to men and women, which a lot of sports don't do that. So it's very progressive in that regard. Um, Another thing is that you can do is when you have fewer spots, then there's a bit more pride in in being there and in that spot and there's a lot less, um, it seems a lot less futile I think, I think from a programming perspective, I think one of the, the interesting things you can do with a smaller field is you don't have to do round robin elimination style tournament um, events like the obstacle course you don't really need to do the snatch sprint event with eliminations the way they did they could um, you know set up the field and have all the athletes do every single heat and, and just get a winner get one winner you could always do that so it's there's there's some interesting things there with programming with less athletes that they can do that's not as it's not as easy to do that. It's not as simple with a larger field where we have to run you know, dozens of heats.
0: Do you think that they maximized something. the um, ability to have such a small field? Like it, it, This is the first time it's ever happened. They probably wouldn't have done it on their own. Do you think that they did the best of their ability to take advantage of that situation? No,
1: and I think we've talked about that a little bit. Um, I thought that the snatch speed ladder, while it was really entertaining, you could have uh, easily set up um, five, six, seven, ten bars each and just had them go as fast as they can with a time cap and, and see where they're going. Too many times do we see these ladders where it's on the minute you hit your deadlift and then move on and you just go as heavy as you can. Where here it would be more about their pacing. Um, and how quickly they move through that ladder. I think that would be kind of interesting. Um, Yeah, I I agree.
0: It's like, um, when putting that event on paper, you know, if I was the one who was doing the programming, I would also consider, okay, Matt Frazier was former, you know, high level junior weightlifter. And he's among the men, probably the best weightlifter. And then if you look at the ladies, uh, Tia is an Olympian for the sport of weightlifting. So it's like, what, why do this? You know, why make the rest of the field, you know, go up against them in that regard? Like, but I think if you do something along the lines of what you're saying, it would give them more of a chance versus just yeah. putting all on the weight, especially having the last weight done in an individual sprint, be the first weight in the next heat.
1: Right. You get more
0: rest. Um, and you are, it
1: comes from years and years of drilling, the confidence to hit that weight over and over again, where some CrossFitters now at this level, uh, you know, we're probably not talking about the same as as what we see in the gym, right? Um, Where where athletes are going to miss a weight, um, you know, more often than they're going to hit it. But it it still holds true a little bit. Um, The more confidence you have, the more practice you have with the bar, the more strength you have, the the higher percentage of these you're going to hit on the first try, um, I think that it would have been interesting to see more of a, a, like say a death by event, an event where they had to keep going, um, that that pool event, if they had just had to keep going until uh, only one other one person could make it in the the four minutes, maybe the reps increased by two each each round. Uh, that would have been interesting and diabolical it's something that you can do with five people because it's not going to last forever especially if they're increasing reps um i think that kind of programming would be interesting to see basically the best athletes in the world push as hard as they can to try to beat each other um and going head to head every single time and there is no let up um that would be that would be something um, i would love like being said that was that was still a lot of fun it's just there's yeah there's just other programming you can do there that you're not going to be able to do with a field of 30. Um, and I think what I, I really would not want to see is uh, the affiliate cup is tri- uh, traditionally, they would uh, cancel the scores for the last event. And then it's a straight up um, race to the finish to see who wins the affiliate cup. I, I personally think, especially with the, um, individual champions you, you shouldn't do that i think that all the work that they put into it going up to that point should count you can reconfigure the scoring system maybe to make it um maybe less valuable to be the winner um that's one. It thing would that it would have been do.
0: the equivalent of okay the final event is atlanta everything else is erased that was all fun you know great job guys Now, whoever wins Atlanta wins the CrossFit games. That's what you're saying, right?
1: Yeah, I wouldn't want to see that. Yeah, that would be be ridiculous. A bad idea. But they easily could, um, say, make every event worth 50 points and make the first place finish worth 50, the second 40, 30, 20, and 10. And that way, uh, it's much easier to catch the first place uh, competitor. It's much dicier in a way
0: uh, to catch that person. You can't build such a large lead. Uh, first place gets 100, second place gets 75 points, third place 55, fourth place 35, fifth place 15 or zero. Do you think this was the best scoring system for the games this weekend? Could this have been done better? Well, like I said, I think that they could
1: have potentially narrowed the the, the difference. I I definitely see how they what what their goal is. Uh, and what their intent is i think their intent is to reward the winner um and they definitely did that but what ended up happening is it meant that by midday two uh you had dominant performances happening yeah
0: the game now that doesn't
1: yeah it doesn't mean that you wouldn't have had the same effect Uh, what did he win Uh, what did both tia and matt i think matt won one more than tia did and he had won uh all but two so was it 11 events well let's see right?
0: all right matt got first place on all but the swimming workout and tia got first place on... well, all
1: but the swimming in the total this was just um
0: yeah the last two days right? yeah the total and swimming and tia obviously didn't get first place on the final event uh unless she got a loss on day one i know she swept day two and I'm pretty sure she did that on day three. Yeah, she won the sprint. She won the swimming. So I think uh, Tia might have had the more dominant performance possibly. No,
1: I I, I looked at this before. <laughs> I know that Matt and Tia were very, very close, but I think they both Ooh, here had the same numbers.
0: Okay, I, I I didn't realize you could scan over like this on the the leaderboard. Yeah. So the ranch loop, okay, she got third on the ranch loop. Right. And she got first on the total, first on the – Okay, so she got fifth on the hand spans, handstand right, sprint, yeah Third on the Ranch Loop. Ranch and loop, then third, third on the Atlanta. Atlanta. Okay, that makes sense. Let's go look at Matt now. Scan over. I believe Matt it was the total, the swim, and – Yep, he got second on the total. Yep. He got Which second a... on the swim, and that's it. That's it. So, yeah, first, yeah he, had, he had
1: – He had had the more dominant performance and you can see that from his points too. But, um, I I think that that would have probably with this low number of competitors, you're going to probably see that if you have a specialist athlete. And when I talk about a specialist, high-end CrossFit athlete, they're still really good at CrossFit. They just might be really strength biased, So the total, they're going to put up some bigger numbers. And then there might be some more separation there It might push the competitors, uh, a little bit more in that event um but in all honesty I, I don't know if it's necessary to to accomplish what you're trying to accomplish
0: yeah um, what do you think the rest of the field needs to do like it, like coming off of this game if you're a games athlete and you're just seeing this you're seeing matt fraser finishing with 1050 points second place is 590 points just absolute decimation, winning all the events, then a math error probably on the CrossFit total. And also he's just not that good at swimming, you know? So, and he lost a little bit there. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I mean, they they talked about how that,
1: they talked about how that was swimming, but I think that that event was more about the bike actually. Um, Well, well, he also
0: fumbled on a slam ball because his hands were slippery and that cost him precious seconds. So really, like he he could have easily have swept the games. So other competitors looking at this, you know, it's not that they have to probably do extra training. It just seems like they don't have the mindset that a Matt Frazier well, does. That they're not as hardened mentally. And I'm wondering. So here's here's my question to you. You remember the Klokov seminar, right? Right. So at the Klokov seminar, someone asked him about a very high level American weightlifter named C.J. Cummings, and whether or not Klokov thought that C.J. would have it in him to win the Olympics. And of course, right now, C.J. is killing it. He's setting world records. He's junior world champion multiple times. He's on track to go to the Olympics. But does he have it to get to that next level? And of course, Klokov isn't going to mention anything about PEDs or drugs that the other dudes are taking. But his take on C.J. was that he felt that because of all of the um, attention and accolades and everyone always telling him how good he is, it was going to make CJ mentally weak to go toe to toe with some of these people from other countries. And it kind of seems like from my perspective, that that happens a little bit here with some of these CrossFit Games athletes, with everyone just constantly being showered with praise and love and you're so good, you're so good. But Matt Frazier doesn't seem to buy into any of that I kind of feel like he's the guy who's like, I'm not good at all. I'm not good enough right now. Like I have to keep going. And it's like Tia said today, what is she thinking about? She's like going into day two. the points reset. Like I'm not in first place. I have to keep fighting. You know, it's, it's a reset. We're all trying to get the first place right now. And Matt, you know, has the same mentality. So it doesn't seem like either one of them buy into the praise until they've won the games. And tomorrow it's gone versus other people I think are kind of resting on their laurels of past accomplishments and people telling them good all, they're good all the time, but they're not grinding like Matt and Tia are and they're mentally weak in comparison. Well,
1: well, I'm not sure if it's, if it's a, a lack of grinding. I think that it's a lack of understanding of that level. Even veteran CrossFit games, athletes, Will routinely say this was the hardest year of the games yet. I'm not sure many athletes have ever gone to the games one year and then gone the next year and said, wow, that was easier. You know? Yeah. So things only get harder. Not only that, but we're really looking at a low percentage of the population right now exposed to CrossFit and a low percentage of um, what I would call um, uh, semi pro or pro athletes exposed to kind of CrossFit. So there's a different different mentality here so it's it's the idea of you're going from a high school sport to a college sport when you're in high school you might be the star you might get offers from all kinds of schools around the country to come and play your sport there but then when you go there you still have to earn your spot and and you are going to have to step it up and you're going to have to step it up physically mentally Um, You're going to have to grow. You're going to have to expand your repertoire. You're going to have to learn new things and you're going to have to get a lot stronger. And then if you accomplish all those things, you still might not make it to the pro level of that sport. So you might not make it to the NFL and for every NFL player, there's thousands and thousands of athletes that have fallen off getting there. And I think that's what CrossFit gets to see. We get to see that microcosm. We get to see those athletes that are on the cusp that they say, look at this athlete, in two years, this is the future of the sport. Injuries, life events, um, weaknesses that just can't be overcome. These are things that can happen to anyone um, and they can stop you. They had a a brief kind of uh, documentary with Frazier playing during the games this, this year. And they was talking about a couple of years ago when he was talking about his training and he said, you know, the thing is you train as hard as you can. I, I committed myself to do everything I can to win and to win at every single event that I do. And the games is it. There's really not much else for me to do. Uh, I have to compete at the games and I have to do well there. This is this is the pinnacle. So he's he's focusing his training for the games. And he said, you know, anything can happen. A life or a career-ending injury, not life-ending injury, career-ending injury hey, can you never happen. Know. Can happen on the way from the gym. You can be in your car and something just pops, and that's it. Your career's over. So you have to, you have to go now. You have to do it now. You have to be willing to sacrifice to do it now. Um, and I think that a lot of athletes they get to that point where they get to uh, the top of the sport in their city, in their gym. Um, their regional, e- even their regional, their world. Uh, you know, their country around the world. And then they, they go to the games and it's, it's just a different level and the level at the games, you know, you're talking about, you know, what's your regular training day might be three sessions, Uh, but you're going to get a lot of recovery and a lot of coaching. And, you know, if you have a bad session, make it up next week, it's all right. It'll be okay. But this is it. You can't have a bad session. You know, if you don't do well in the bike repeater, you might not get a chance to do well in the happy star to make up points. You know, if you can't handle the corn sack race and something's tight and something happens there, that's going to affect the rest of your weekend. You don't get another shot next weekend or a month later. This is your only shot.
0: So I think that it's. And if you look at, at the leaderboard right here too, you know, the second biggest name on there for the top five for the men was Noah Olson. And he got, you know, just beaten by all the rookies, you know, like Jeffrey Adler there only beat him by five points, but these rookies came in hungry and they came in, they have never experienced this level on having to go toe to toe with Frazier every day. And there were plenty of times throughout the events where they would try to push him and then he would just, you know, accelerate and they would just gas out and not be able to hang with it. But I'm just very surprised to see someone who's been so many times to the games and knows this level and last year was in a position to beat Frazier, all of a sudden be down here in fifth place, beaten by the rookies, guys that he should also be taking it to along with Frazier and securing that second spot. That's why I'm I'm thinking about, you know, the mental weakness component or just kind of being satisfied, you know, with where you're at.
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't know if that's, that's fair to say. Um, I think that something, somebody like uh, Noah Olson or a lot of these other athletes, you know, this is the pen. This is the ultimate for them. This is the top of the sport. Uh, they're still fitter than I could ever dream of being um, and super competitive. And they're going to push, you know, he could have had something happen that he just didn't want to talk about. You know, you, you look at some of the stuff happening throughout these events and maybe, Maybe the heat got to him. Maybe it was uh, something about the travel. You know, there's a lot of different things. Maybe it was just a bad mix for him. Um, I think also what you have to kind of forgive a little bit is being a rookie is sometimes an advantage. How many times have we watched the games where the first year that someone's in the games is their best performance or very, very close? There's so many people we've seen over the years that have gotten uh, you know a top 20 finish at the games and at the end the announcers are saying this person is the future of the sport and then that was their best finish um you know and it, it, because there's there's something to be said for the willingness to hurt yourself to win uh you know, it'll be that might I think maybe I'm agreeing with you back. a little bit <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe I'm agreeing with you a little bit but there's a I, willingness to hurt yourself to win
0: well I mean, I think I think Fraser to some extent is willing to go to that that depth of the pain cave I'm like you know in this moment right now I'm just going to push and I'm going to beat you and I'm going to I'm going to feel it after you know and I'm going to ignore that pain but like you said it'll be interesting to see if any of these rookie guys come back next year and at this level, I think um, it's also a good testament to Haley Adams because she was at this level last year. And so if, if you, when you hear the announcers say, you know, this rookie's having a breakout year right now and they're going to do big things in the future, well, she's one that's definitely living up to that.
1: Sure. And, you know, uh, you have to remember that uh, some of the best CrossFit athletes were second a couple of times before they started a string of yeah. victories, right? Tia, so, Tia was um, second.
0: I remember in the yeah. the one fittest on earth documentary that they did where uh, Katrine won and they showed Tia reacting to it and crying on Shane's shoulder, you know, her, her husband slash coach. And um, then the next year she came and won and she hasn't lost since. So it's like, a, yeah, I, I, it makes I me mean. wonder that's... too, maybe she needed that loss to come back to be so dominant would she be well, so that, dominant had she won the first time
1: that happened to, that happened to froning and that happened to fraser as well yeah
0: happened and to fraser what twice
1: yeah that's that's the thing and you know that he he taps into that i think that's how he's able to push to that level because he taps into that memory um, they've done studies on olympic athletes and they say that the people that come in second place in the olympics are actually usually more depressed um, because they feel like they could have been first but people that generally come in third um, are generally more content because they're happy to be on the podium and if you look at you know what Froning did and what Frazier has done I think that that kind of holds true they they had come in second and you know Tia as well they came in second and they said you know what I'm gonna win I want to win and they did what needed to be done to win
0: yeah and, and i, I mean- now we're
1: watching something I I don't I don't know what you do other than program to beat the champions, and I don't know how you do that. Uh, you need other people to step up. That's what it becomes. You need other cross professional CrossFit athletes to step up to that level, um, or new athletes to come into the sport to bring it to that level.
0: Well, it's it's like they say, you know, you program for the fittest on earth, literally, and everyone else scales. But it's like they 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 are they couldn't be doing i don't think any more to program for the fittest on earth and it's just other people need to rise to meet that you know other people need to want to beat them i mean the only time they hurt frazier was during that swim event and that was the only event where it looked like he felt it like he was like wow that was a hard workout and i think he even said that was the hardest workout they've done was that event people were people were throwing up on that event We do a
1: lot of uh, intervals at the gym and you can see that those are always the worst for people. Um, I think that with, with what's going on now in CrossFit and I think you and I had talked about this previously years ago, um, the rise of the super teams, right? So it used to be your affiliate got together and we've had affiliate teams go to regionals and things, but your affiliate got together and you sent a team to regionals and then the best of those affiliate teams went out to the games. And these were like garage CrossFitters or people that went to a regular affiliate. These weren't uh, high level super athletes that were going out to the games and having fun. But it started happening where individual CrossFitters that were semi-pro CrossFitters, when they got a little older or they started having families and things and they had a little bit less time or they were running their own business, they, they started forming their own teams. And they started getting together and you saw the best of crossfit kind of get together to make teams to go and win these these team competitions and i really think for a couple of years that was the best crossfit because it was it was fun to see people that you had watched as individual competitors team up with each other to try to win as a team or as a group that's kind of an interesting dynamic but i i have to say that this year has probably been one of the most interesting games for me because it was so few competitors, because it was so head-to-head. It really, it really, it seemed like it made people push a bit. And I think that you're going to see that more. I think that the athletes that have the wherewithal to do it, that are on this list, and that includes the ones that made it uh, to uh, uh, the game's, uh, version phase one, one this year, phase one this year, I think the the best of those athletes are the ones that can afford to do it, or that that have the time commitment, or that are really serious about it, are going to band together, and they're going to train, and they're going to train with each other, and they're going to go hard, there isn't going to be, well, I don't feel like training today, I'm going to sleep in, it's going to be, you know, show up, sleep in your car, be at the gym when Matt gets there, and say, hey, man, I just want to train against you today, and then you just do it. And you try to beat them on a daily basis, that's the person that's going to
0: maybe eventually beat them. Yeah, you can't skip days. And to piggyback off what you were saying, it part of what made this game so much fun to watch with Sam Quant, Justin Mieros, and Jeffrey Adler is that they also kind of looked like CrossFitters from out of time. You know, like they didn't look, they don't look like Matt or Noah. They look like guys from like 2011, right? Like with just their builds and, everything yeah. and that, that that kind of made it fun and it made it fun as well that there were certain workouts where they were willing to just try to test matt a little bit it's almost like you know you have like the lion of the pride just kind of hanging out and then like a cub comes over and pounces on him and gets batted away like they all got batted away but it was fun to see jeffrey adler on the bike repeats try to push on that last round and you see frazier looking over and like oh no you don't and then takes him over on round number ten. Or it was fun to see Justin try to push Fraser on the um, the, the the running course. You know, the, no right. one was able to to pull it off. But it was cool to see them kind of step outside of that, just pacing the workout and just finishing it to actually try to take it to him and see if they could have a chance in this moment.
1: Well, and I think that if you if you continue to do that, what you need to do is you need to. You need to be smart about it too. You need to understand what you what you have to do to accomplish a time on a run like that. And it, there's a lot of training. There's a lot of strength. There's a lot of repeats. There's a lot of varying uh, tempos that you have to work on. And you, it just comes with time. I mean, one thing about training as much as a Matt Fraser or a, a Tia is uh, that they they start to understand pacing events of events and you know this this last event with uh the atalanta with mary inside the mile runs and the vests that's stuff that they've probably done before they might not have done the exact event but they've done murph before they've probably done variants on murph before so they kind of understand the pacing you know when you watch them doing it it was an easier pace for them on the pistols, which was still a greater pace than, you know, uh, myself or uh, pretty much anybody I know, I think uh, the handstand push and the, and the pull-ups was textbook. It was sets of 10 all the way through and then just get on the run
0: and then just keep a pace on the run. This workout was built as the, the hardest workout in games history. I don't know about that. Like, um, I, I like, do you, do you agree with that? I, I think that there's been other ones that they've done. that have probably been harder. Like the, the swim bike workout from earlier today was probably harder. This is just um, a lot of volume. I think sometimes people look at a lot of volume and they think it's hard and they think it's scary, but it's how you approach it and break it down. Like those commentator guys were like, no one should do this at home, lock this workout in a box and never do it again. But we've all done Murph. We know what it takes to break that down. It's just a lot, like a lot doesn't mean hard. Well, yeah, exactly. And and you can take your time on it. And a perfect example is you
1: look at Atlanta and you look at the pull-up sets that Tia and Matt did. Now they didn't look quote unquote hard, but they were able to maintain a pace. Other people were almost, I don't want to use the word panicking through them. It was more like they were rushing through them. They were rushing their break cycles. It was almost like they were keeping time in their head and they were like, yep, hop back up, do another set. Okay get a drink of water. Hey, let's kneel down and chalk together. Okay. Jump back up do another set, you know, and it's just, it's just like a training cycle. Like just keep doing the set. The difference is that their training like they're training
0: and resting 20 seconds, 30 seconds. So it's like every, exactly. every, every 30 seconds, you know, or every minute they're going to do a set of 10. It's so probably a little faster seconds. than that, but yeah. yes, exactly. And, it and is it's like they're doing an imam all of a sudden.
1: Right. Right. It becomes an imam. It becomes a training cycle. And their pace on their training is just faster than other people's paces. That's what it yeah. comes down to. And I think that, like you said, something like that sprint workout. Um, when you're doing those sprints, when you're doing them over and over again, sprint repeats. Everybody knows sprint repeats are the hardest thing. Sprint repeats where you have to switch directions and do different stuff, and you're wet trying to pick up a, a heavy ball. That's pretty difficult too. You know, yeah. I think or even touch
0: like you know uh repeats of 500 meter row you know like probably if you want to feel what those guys are feeling it's like do that like, and go hard right right
1: and you know i think we've talked about this before at the games they'll use um phrases to describe exercises that aren't necessarily the same you know the slam ball becomes a ground overhead with a heavy ball um the kettlebell becomes an object that you're carrying or putting on your body and lunging with. You know, I, I I'd like to see uh, if they did those exercises and they did them as intended. You know, if you had to slam the ball over and over again, if you did kettlebell swings uh, or kettlebell snatches uh, more often as an event instead of a kettlebell carry, it's kind of like what's the difference between carrying those kettlebells and lunging and just using dumbbells or a barbell, you know, it changes where, where that weight is uh, on your frontal plane, but not, not a ton. It's well, it's not... like,
0: um, it's like the, the, the thing with like having to describe something as ground overhead or shoulder overhead, instead of being specific with it, you know, it's like uh, giving into the athletes all of a sudden, you know, like if you wanted push presses, then no rep them when they don't do push presses instead of, allowing them to do either or, you know, well, and that's the, what they do slam ball. It's like, I would rather just have seen either actual slam balls or just make it a kettlebell swing or a kettlebell right. snatch. Like we were talking about, you know, instead of calling it a slam ball or do the D ball where it's over the shoulder, right. but it's clear they want them to go overhead in some capacity in that workout.
1: Right. For sure. And I think that's the counteract kind of the, the GHDs and the swimming and stuff i mean it was an interesting little workout um it's funny that that's the one you and i probably talked the most about um the bike like
0: Like, i really like that workout
1: yeah yeah i think the bike repeater itself was kind of interesting but it starts to become more technical about the bike um and how that transitions yeah i think the corn sack sprint was awesome you don't have to call it a corn sack sprint whatever they want to call it a corn sack sprint but just a hill sprint. Now, that would have been an those, interesting-
0: Those funky names.
1: Hey, that would have been an interesting workout if they had to repeat that over and over and over and over again. Like if every five minutes you're sprinting up the hill, hey, we'll, we'll I, drive
0: I, you back down, but every five minutes you're going back up. I, I think if, I mean, you had mentioned to me uh, on text that you, you wanted uh, an event that would mentally break them. I think that would be it, <laughs> having to well, corn sack it up and down that hill.
1: Well, if you're, if you're really talking about the like limits of physical endurance you know you look at that that sprint um with the assault bike and the swimming um and the ghds and slam balls that's the kind of thing that makes you you vomit you know and i think that's the same thing hill sprints will get you that same feeling like you said a sprint on a rower over and over and over again repeats will make you want to vomit and that's what you can do when you have a narrow field when you have a narrow field you can say Okay, that was good. Hey, uh, event number um, event number three is actually, we're going to do this event again in five minutes. Uh, event number four, hey, we're going to do this event again. <laughs> in,
0: in <laughs> you just do that minutes. a few
1: times and that'll really separate some things.
0: Well, and I, I think if, if you were going to do that at the games too, you it'd be better to not tell them in advance. Just be like, right. how many times Will Castro say, and we're going to do it again and we're going yep. to do it again. Yeah. And I, so I, I like that element of not knowing, uh, I think more maybe introducing more unknowables other than we don't know what the next event is, uh, might help to one. Well, I mean, it'll definitely make it exciting for spectators, but do you think that would help other people catch up to the Matt and Tia's or does it just not matter? No, if more no, because I'll
1: tell you why. And I, I thought about this, during the lunge uh, and toe-to-bar workout where Matt had a very kind of long kind of kip on the toes-to-bar, especially for the first set, because why? It was a big set. During the tens, it got smaller. His kip got smaller and shorter, Um, but the lunges. So if you look at Matt's lunges in comparison to some other people's lunges, now granted, these are really heavy kettlebells, but his lunges looked solid, right? They look solid pretty much the entire time where you had people on the demo team that were falling and doing splits because they took a wrong step, you know, and that happened during competition the advantages too. of
0: having little legs. And even well, though his legs are massive, he's just a short, stocky dude.
1: Well, well, it's the advantage of the legs, but it's also a sure-footedness that comes from being able to handle that weight. So now, let's say we, you did lunges and you did some kind of crazy steps, like you had to do step ups on something and all these other different things he's still got that advantage of just having the power and the strength and the, the repetitions to, to kind of do it. Right. That, um, that
0: actually might slow him down some weighted step-ups, you know, yes, like, like actually, I know yeah, for larger step up of, yeah. A fellow short person, like how tall is Matt Frazier? He's like, what, five, six, is he five, five? I'm not sure. I thought he's taller than that. Um, all right. Maybe, maybe he is. Maybe he is actually. Yeah. I, I, he's a little bit, he's a little taller than me. He's like maybe like five, nine or something. But like, either way, it's like, I know five, seven, right in the middle. Oh, really? All right. So he's five. So he's two inches taller than I am and a world of fit fitter. Uh, But like, I know from doing step-ups, when I put my leg up on that box, my knee is at my chest. Like my knee is like like in between my nipples and my sternum or my, my, my collarbone. So it's like, that's a really hard thing to do. But like, if you look at Samuel Quant, tall dude like that he would just glide through those step-ups regardless of the well, weight
1: well i remember there was a there was a 30 inch step up deadlift wad that's pretty awesome uh they did that at regionals and, and stuff and it was it was the tallest athlete did not win that workout um you know so it depends on what it's mixed with yeah you know deadlifts probably gonna do all right
0: you know we'll see. close the bar maybe not
1: yeah you know it's it's a different thing um it's how you mix these workouts. I really kind of like the mix. There wasn't a lot of events that I was kind of like, why'd they do that? Or they could have probably done that. Um, but I, I do think that they had an opportunity to do some some more interesting things. Um, but overall, I liked it. I actually felt like because the games was delayed, I felt like the events had been tested more. Um, yeah, probably. It, it, it's felt more in thought. the past that the, the events are kind of being finalized and it's kind of like they didn't seem like they had the werewolf all to do all the the testing that they wanted. Well, and
0: i mean one thing that i really appreciate about this game too is that you know it wasn't as gimmicky in a sense of we didn't have like weird pieces of equipment either like it almost seemed like every year they had to up the ante by putting in some new odd object you know working with rogue and as crazy as it got this year was a bike, you know, uh, a GHD, a sled. So it just seemed like just a slam ball. So it just seemed more grounded in like, this is an actual test. This isn't really spectacle for the sake of spectacle. This is for finding the fittest person on the planet. And it was still exciting, even though it was just a test. Like, even though you had those things in there, like a handstand sprint and the total is not the most exciting thing, but there were still a good variety on the Metcons where it's like, this seems legit versus like okay we just want to make the crowd happy and these athletes will just do it well and i i really liked actually
1: the sprint sled sprint because i've always had a problem when all it is is a sprint um because when you're doing sprints like that you're going to get one or two really good sprints that day and then you're done and if you misstep you're done you have no second chance i think there's there's a lot of times in these workouts there's no chance for any error whatsoever and i think that that probably plays into the hands of people like matt and tia um so i think something like a, a sprint sled sprint you actually have a little bit more opportunity to to kind of do something but i mean yeah i really work like out too workout. well but that's that's just my kind of thought on that i i i like that i like when they do more than one movement. I don't like them, the mono kind of uh, movement events. I don't, and I also like that it was at the ranch and they were able to do things at the ranch and the hill that really tested people in a really painful, brutal way. I mean, like I said, if they just did multiple rounds of that corn sack sprint, I think it would have been a completely different games
0: (laughs) for people. It's like I said, I, I do wish it would have been funny or cool. They got a bunch of plows out there and Castro needs a field plowed, you know, to plant that corn and they have horses and they have to just guide that horse and push that sled. That's pretty functional. Yeah.
1: Yeah. To plant the corn that they carried up the hill. That would have been great. Yeah. Yeah. I
0: wonder how much he like messed with them over the course of the weekend. That's not on camera. Cause of course he messed with them during events, you know, like during the ranch loop, he's like, nope, you gotta, you gotta turn around. And Frazier flips him the bird and doesn't believe him. (laughs) and yeah Justin starts running and he's like oh okay I guess I actually do need to run yeah but it's like um I wonder how many times he's just like messing with them over the course of this weekend and we don't even get to see it
1: yeah I mean I I don't know I think it's I think it's pretty good I think you can't let them get into your head I think that you just need to attack each thing and and accomplish uh you know accomplish it and and just face each task and and push through it and that's the guys that don't get rattled are the ones that are going to do that. They're going to do well in the games.
0: I think it was good that there was only one twist really throughout the weekend. Like there were several workouts that we didn't know going into a day, what it would be, but the twist on the ranch loop, that was like, that was enough. That was enough excitement. That was enough, you know, novelty that there didn't need to be all of a sudden they're going to do the sprint sled sprint and then have to go right into doing something else, you know, that wasn't announced. I just like the weekend being laid out. There was that one surprise, but we're not trying to make this into again, a show. You well, know?
1: well, you know, and I think previous years, they were trying to do so much and to do so many quirky things. It almost seemed like you ever take a test where a few of the questions are test, are, uh, test questions
0: the future test yeah they won't be scored
1: they're not scored questions it almost seems like some events were like not scored events
0: um they were they were scored events events.
1: right but they felt like it and you know you and i were texting when this was coming up and they were releasing the events and we both said it looks kind of simple and at first i said man this is going to be so simple it's really kind of weird but you know we both train athletes we both have clients and I find that the simpler workouts that I make my clients do the harder it is for them and the, the more mentally demanding it is and the faster they can go and if you make people go faster and you make them push harder it, you're going to get you're going to get more excitement just by yeah. the sheer energy that they're putting
0: out less is more in good training and good programming and this is proof of it you know and there were so many elements that also within this feel like crossfit Versus on, on previous years, there were workouts that it's like, I don't know if this is, it is CrossFit, but it doesn't feel like CrossFit anymore, you know, with how outrageous it's getting.
1: Well, you know, this, I've had some unique experiences in my life. And one of them is that I've been on a lot of competition floors, local competitions, regional level competitions, games competitions for CrossFit. And I'll tell you this, the thing that I notice, I'm, I'm there working. I'm not there uh, competing right they're working too I guess in a way but I'm I'm, I'm, I'm volunteering not competing um, or working the event and I don't notice the crowd I notice what's going on there and it kind of narrows my vision what's happening and what my job is and I always think that that's more enjoyable it's in a more enjoyable kind of way to view events um, and I think that because there was no crowd there it was it it kept me riveted it kept it was more interesting to me than if they had it in a stadium and they were panning the crowd and they were doing you know five heats of this event and then this event was coming up and they were going to do 10 heats and well, and, and
0: uh, you got the mc you know. who's playing to the crowd he's doing the play-play right. play. instead of just letting you watch it you know and and take yeah. it in you know yeah, yeah I, I agree and i like how there wasn't any music it's just like they're just out there just doing the test you like are you the fittest person on the planet right. have you been training well all year are you willing to do what you need to do yeah. There's no boom box out there there's sure. no person doing play by play which i like that too because now it's like you can't hear that matt's pulling in the first place you have to be a little more intuitive as an athlete you know not that they're listening but i'm pretty sure there's plenty of times where those mcs announce something and of course the athletes are going to hear it too but now right. it's like, no, you have to actually turn and look. And that is one of my favorite things about watching Frazier is seeing him looking at the field so often and seeing what other people are doing. I like, maybe he just does it more or they focus on him when he's doing it, but I don't see other people looking around as much as he does. I think that's a, a lot of that is
1: because he's pacing and he's really pacing workouts. Froning does that a lot or did that a lot. Um, and I also think that it's because when you're, in the lead, you want to make sure that you're maintaining that and you might have to pick it up. But if you don't have to pick it up, don't pick it up yet, because you know that you can pick it up later if you have to. Yeah. So there's, there's a difference there, like having and different the rate gears, that you're
0: going is so exceeding everyone else that it almost makes it look like you're going slow. But you're just like, you know, you're going so fast that it looks slow to everyone else's perception. He just
1: has other gears there's yeah. just more gears in that box and, and the, you know the bike
0: repeater was a perfect example where that guy was catching up and then he just starts pedaling away and he just took off and it's like you, you can't imagine like if he went that pace the whole time which he probably could if he needed to he'd be willing right. to do it but it's like i i thought that that guy was jeffrey adler was going to give him a bigger fight on that workout and i was like oh man he might lose one right now and that was like a like a a dramatic part of the whole weekend of like when one of those guys would get close, then it got exciting. It's like, Oh man, he might lose this one. Right. And then it's like, do I want him to lose this one or do I want him just to see him keep dominating?
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, it was definitely an interesting experience. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty happy with, with, with what happened there. I, I think it was, it was interesting to watch. It kept me riveted. Um, definitely gave me something to do to while away time during the pandemic uh, and I liked it. Uh, I'd like to see more like that. I think that they kind of hit a secret sauce here uh, with narrowing the field before the big event. And I, I think it makes it more manageable and you can kind of present it in a different way. It becomes more of a test, like you said, less of a spectacle. Um, it's like the idea of, um, You know, pulling a truck or just pulling a big sled filled with weight, you know, one looks cool, but they both accomplish the same thing. You're testing your pull strength, right? So how do you want to present it? And, you know, you don't need to create a uh, fitness wheelbarrow to try to uh, make things interesting. You can just have a a sled and you have to push the sled because, you know what, pushing the sled is really hard.
0: Or now an do actual fast. wheelbarrow from Lowe's that you have to to wheel That's all tippy. And then <laughs> yeah, and then with, your, your wheel with, blows with, out and you lose all your corn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, you should have all, they should have had to wheel a wheelbarrow full of corn up the hill without spilling any of it and then yes. fill their corn sack and then go up another hill. <laughs> well, I liked how the hills and they're being attacked was, by birds the whole time too. <laughs> I like that leases, well. Castro releases birds yeah crows are just
1: attack dive bombing them i like i like how the hill sprint was hey this line
0: that's halfway that's the old hill sprint keep going <laughs> yeah. well they he put it up I mean, they put up the halfway for nostalgia uh, remember that remember how fun that yeah. was
1: remember that's, how easy that was you guys puked there that was easy yeah. here's the hard one now look we left i think it. that we, we should build a hill time. at the gym
0: like seriously yes. though let's build a hill at the gym um, well we have the middle of the parking them. lot right like knock down those trees yeah. oh yeah we could put a hill there yeah. and then yep. we can sled down it during the winter yeah it'd be perfect the, it gets icy and you can slide right around the parking lot on the ice so which which of these events should i change the acf program to to do tomorrow uh, in class well, atlanta <laughs> yeah it's locking that in the box Put it right in the box tomorrow. Let's take it. Let's take it out of the box and put it right into the program tomorrow. Yes. Or I was, I was thinking uh, the sprint. We can do the sled sprint. You know, we'll just do it clear across yes. the parking lot through the leaves and everything.
1: Oh, um, no! Let's do the corn. I think the corn sack sprint is the one that I would want to make people do. over but yeah, I'd make them do the it dream. as repeats. Yeah. I'd make them do it as repeats. They'd be like, "All right, everybody, we're going to meet here. Bring your mask. Um, we got these weight vests. We, we clean them off." take the weight vest, throw them on your back shoulders. No, you can't put it on. You just got to carry it, you know, different weights, run up the hill.
0: No, I want want actual corn sacks though. I mean, we got the company card. Let's (laughs) see. You know what? Find a, find a, find a, you're just taking it to another level all the time. I got to
1: tell you though, one of the coolest pieces of equipment that they have there is the setup of logs, the log structure that they built for the ropes. Because I know that you and I have been talking about jumping over walls before, right? And the burpee over the beam, I was, was like, great. oh, I just want a wall so bad. I want a hill and I want a wall. And I would oh, I would just make people train on it all the time. It would be great.
0: The closest we've, well, I, the closest I've been on a wall. I know we've put boxes together before yeah. to make like a wall. But when we last sent our regionals team to regionals, I think 2013, They would, uh, one of the events to get to the handstand, you had to go underneath a glass barrier or a plexiglass barrier. So we set up barbells, like multiple barbells across like a rig spot so that you would have to crawl underneath it. So like you could probably do something similar where you jump over it. You just have to secure the barbells and you can only have so many stations too. See, I thought about that.
1: And the problem is, is that you would need the larger stations in the rig to do it and still that those larger areas are only six feet those look like probably eight to ten foot gaps between yeah it's big what was it a three
0: foot three foot tall little beam
1: something like that
0: yeah but it was it was
1: awesome i was like man i would build a log structure it's it's like straight out of old school uh military obstacle courses i mean uh, uh yeah we should get a company chainsaw get some trees and build real obstacles um in the woods behind the gym.
0: I, I did think this was one of the cooler events. I really liked how the distances on the runs changed. And there at one point it looked like there was like a little like gap that they had to jump over. You know, I, I don't know if, if everyone had to like do that, but could I saw be a stream
1: over it could be a stream yeah. or something, you know, it's just trails. So trails go all over the place. You know, when they were doing the corn sack sprint, there's a point where the trail narrows and there's definitely where water comes down the hill. And, and dug out a little stream area there that they, they have to run up
0: yeah and, and then um, they got bottlenecked in that spot yeah. too i think yeah. Haley adams got stuck so the rest of them behind her had to just kind of wait it out i would have tried to go around
1: yeah well i mean it's tough there's really no way to go around you got to go through those trees yeah. i mean i i like that a lot i actually didn't get to see the entire happy star event i only saw part of it so i'm gonna oh, watch, you should go back watch, and watch that. that. yeah i'm gonna watch that
0: well the the Probably. weights go up with the reps which normally yeah, as that. the reps yeah. go up, the weight, you know, go, or the, as the weight goes up, the reps go down. But I right. do like how everything climbed and it's like, why not? You know, like one constantly varied, like that is a variation Two, is this is the games, you know? So I'm glad. That no, it,
1: it definitely is a little diabolical twist. I think that's a great event. Um, that's one that I, I don't often go back and watch games events, but because it's only five people, There's no really super long events except for the last one. I'll watch them all. You know. Yeah, Uh,
0: this is a whole. This is a very rewatchable game. You know, uh, they could. Actually, it's all going to be on YouTube. I was to say. Actually, people would buy it. They put it on like. I wonder if they people still buy DVDs. Murph, is that a thing anymore? uh,
1: Yeah, some people do. I I give them out for Christmas sometimes. If you take a look at the (laughs) leader from the discount
0: bin yeah <laughs> quick stuff well my
1: dad loves them though. okay my dad's old
0: you know well yeah yeah my mom still buys dvds yeah from the yeah. discount bin she has right. them all. Well,
1: my, my dad actually tells me to stop buying movies because he just goes to the library and uh, borrows them so oh, okay. that's his thing you know um but if you check out the leaderboard i bet from the phase one of the games and uh this i wonder what would happen if you had added their scores together so if you go back to the the phase one, if you can do that somehow, you can go to. See if it let you go
0: to phase one. No. Yeah, it is, has everyone zeroed out. Yeah, yeah. For uh, for, for this part of the games, actually, you know, here's what we'd have to do: we just have to scan over. Or not? Okay. Yeah, I guess everyone. Well, you know else what? If you click, I think
1: if you go to if you go to their names and you click on the plus it'll give you their scores for the the first parts too.
0: Like this. Well, it gives like, see, like Chandler Smith, we can see what he got for friendly Fran.
1: Right. Yeah, there you go. So if you look, I was looking at Frazier here. If you look his, his friendly Fran, he was first, his front squat. He was fourth. Damn Diane first thousand meter row eighth nasty Nancy first handstand hold second awful Annie uh first uh stage one points uh he had a total of 656 56. so Samuel Quant his stage one points with 449 so that wouldn't change the standings um you look at stage one points for Justin uh Uh, And it was 480. So that actually wouldn't have changed it. If they had added their points together, they would have ended up in the same spot anyway.
0: For Noah. Pretty legit test.
1: Yeah. For Noah, it looks like he would have ended up in the same spot too. Um, And Jeffrey. Jeffrey, same thing. They would have all ended up. You know, if they had gotten to keep their points, they still would have ended up in the same spot. Well,
0: let's see if that's the same for the ladies.
1: Yeah, that's a good question. But that's kind of interesting to see that. it's What it shows you is that the best of the best are going to rise to the top, as long as you have kind of a diverse field. I think after you get over a certain number of events, it's going to be very hard to beat these guys. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Tia came into it first place from the first stage, so she she was going to win. You know, if you add her points together, she wins. Um, stage one, Katrin was in fourth, but Carrie Carrie was in fifth.
0: Brooke was in second.
1: Right. So that that probably would have changed some of that that podium positioning if they had kept the points.
0: Yeah, their their points for the ladies were closer overall it seemed.
1: Yeah, for sure. But but they only seemed closer overall really if you look well, I think that they were closer overall because um Tia had a fifth place finish. Um I think otherwise uh, it would have it would have been different. It would have it would have it would have looked a lot like the men's. I mean, closer overall you mean closer together not closer to Tia.
0: Yeah, no, not. I mean, I'm not even counting her. Like, it's like the the competition (laughs) is the other four. Yeah, there's a hundred
1: points separating fifth from second. That's that's pretty remarkable. Usually in the games, there's bigger bigger separations than that. So that's pretty good. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it actually actually the points the way they did the points kept them a little bit closer. I think what could have done could have kept them even closer if they reduced the bonus you got for winning um and kind of reduced the separation all the way down it would have would have uh created a, a little bit more competition but um you can even do it as simple as uh you know the winner gets five and the the last place person gets one um but I think the the end result would be the same. If you look at the number of victories they had, they're they're going to win.
0: There's yeah. no way to stop it. It it it's just it's just inevitable at this point, you know. Yeah, there's no it, reason be, to
1: stop it either, really.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting uh, to see what happens next year. Now, on um, whether or not they'll continue to keep this format, which I hope they do, but maybe expand it a little bit to top ten, like you said. Just get a couple more bodies out there, um, and you can still do. You know, two heats, one one with all the guys, one with all the ladies uh, at that point. It'll be interesting to see if the sanctionals kind of follow suit or if they're going to kind of go with the old format of having 40 competitors or anything like that. And it'll just be interesting to see how everyone kind of adapts now and evolves.
1: Sure. I think that the sanctionals are a different animal. They want to encourage people to, to play or to uh, participate. Um, So you'll probably stay with a higher numbers, Um, but that that always can change it might be different. Um, Well, they want to make money too. Yeah, yeah exactly that I was trying to say that without saying that. Um, With COVID, uh, with the pandemic, I think that you're going to see a limited sanctional season, you're going to see a lot more online type competitions probably going on. Um, and I wonder if CrossFit will sanction those online ones, you know, that's going to be negotiations between CrossFit and those organizations. Um, but I think that you're going to see um, because just like any other sport, they're going to do it. They're going to say, Hey, you have to take a COVID test and then you can show up and you're going to stay on site and we have this hotel and we have this facility and we transport you from one to the other. And, you know, we stay in a bubble and kind of, go through the weekend
0: um, yeah kind of thing. I, th- I think they did a fantastic job of that i don't think anyone can point out any like egregious flaws you know it's not like you know castro was walking around without his mask on all weekend or anything like that like you could see him with the mask on quite a bit you know as, as well yeah so, I,
1: I think it, it kind of a depends job. on the facility it seemed like some places they had less masks and some places they had more masks and it seemed like a lot of the crossfit uh Employees and volunteers, uh, they enforced mask mandates with them. Uh, yeah, the they were wearing them even out at the ranch, um, and that's good that they were uh, enforcing that. It seemed like, uh, you know, they did what they could. I don't know what their COVID testing policy was. It would be interesting if they put that out there. Or maybe, I just probably missed it.
0: Um, yeah, I didn't see anything. Uh, CrossFit doesn't like to announce all their "quote unquote" testing things well, all the time testing and covid
1: testing is different right (laughs) um completely different both very important but yeah
0: well i i I think that it was in their best interest to do it you know to a certain standard because
1: i don't think it would be allowed in california if they didn't
0: yeah this very well couldn't have happened you know and it could have been skipped and i i know that they did put things out there on how they were trying to do everything in their power to make this happen and i'm really happy that it did happen you know it's um I feel like we all needed this, you know, we all needed the games yeah. to watch. It would have been weird to not have uh, the games this year because of it. So I'm glad that they put in the effort to do both the online phase and this phase. And I know CrossFit got a lot of criticism for everything, you know, like, I mean, we had our own criticisms, but overall, I'm very happy with the job that they did. And I think it was a job well done.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I, th- I think it was a great time um uh, my wife watched the games with me uh, a lot of it um, and does that normally I think happen? that's oh it's happened it definitely happened we used to do that all the time but i think she was actually interested in it this year so i think that they did something really well if if they got her kept her interested um, you know it's always been a big part of our life uh, really cuz mm-hmm. crossfit was going out to the games and working it <laughs> so it was kind of like oh you know this is what jason did
0: you know Awesome. Well, I mean, those are essentially my closing thoughts on the games. You know, I I liked it. Uh, at first, I was skeptical on the programming, but that as well. I'm I'm very happy to have seen the final picture. You 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 know, and I know that when you look at programming, if you just look at one singular event, you're seeing a pixel a pixel of a much larger picture. So you can very easily take things out of context, and it's it shouldn't be a thing, but it's often the case where you criticize one event and kind of let that carry over into your feelings for the whole event. But now in looking at it and having seen it and also putting it together with phase one, I think this was great programming and I love it. And I will definitely rewatch it. And I think that um, if they keep doing this in the future, then it'll lead to bigger and better things. And like I said, I think that they did everything they could to make this a success. And I'm, I'm proud of CrossFit and their effort.
1: Yeah, I, I can, can only uh, agree with you on those sentiments. I think that you and I both uh, have been a part of events before and helped program for events and build events before. And it's very easy for people to criticize them. It's very different when you're in them and doing them. And I think that Athletes, whether you're doing a local competition or uh, on the big stage or at a sanctional or a larger competition, um, you know there's a lot that goes into them, and I think the athletes really do appreciate those events. And I think they might get something that they might not at first before they do the event. I think that for sure, this year CrossFit kind of simplified things, and I I really do agree with you i think they took a lot of the pomp and circumstances out of it maybe that was because of the pandemic but i think that it's a trend they should continue and it should be more of a test and i think that anybody that does crossfit can look back at uh, phase one of the games and the 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 finals here and they can see that the fittest athletes won and they can see that everything was tested and they can see that most of those events are things that that most CrossFit athletes aren't going to want to do on a regular basis because they were tough and uh, it didn't look like anything was easy. It didn't look like anything was a layup. It didn't look like anything was um, kind of didn't belong. So, yeah, great, great job.
0: Yeah. Perfect event. Well, uh, well, maybe not. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> I'm <laughs> yeah. sure that they
1: don't think it's a perfect event and that's yeah. why crossfit gets better and pushes the
0: envelope exactly i mean we never thought any fall face off that we did was perfect you know typically it's a uh, right the well there was that one everyone... cro-
1: there was that one fall face off that was perfect but you
0: know well we've all right maybe there was one we thought was perfect but other people didn't think it was perfect and then well, but otherwise every other one we used as growing opportunities
1: Sure. No, and honestly, I agree. There's there's always something you can do more. It's kind of funny, the number of events that you and I have been involved with together, and the fact that pretty much we can see the progression of events that are happening around us, and we can be like, yeah, I remember those days when we used to do that, yep. Yeah. That's great. Or, you know, when people would give us advice and we're like, thanks, that's great advice. And it's like, didn't we do that five years ago? And you're like, yeah, we did that five years ago. I was like, that's what I thought. Um, So it's different things. Uh, The one thing I do regret is not just uh, buying an entire set of weights for that strongman event out in the back of the building, instead of carrying weights up and down the stairs over and over again for multiple days that
0: uh, I'm never getting my legs
1: back for that. Actually, that I think what we talked about was that the next time it would be sprints up and down the stairs carrying uh, plates for the athletes. And I think that that's kind of like the hill sprint. So maybe I see a pattern here.
0: That's actually the closest thing we have to a hill. So that might just have to.
1: I mean, if we had athletes run up those stairs with 45 pound plates in either hand and set them down and then walk down the other way and come out one at a time, sprinting over and over and over again, I think we could get a similar effect.
0: Let's do that. I think we can. I mean, yeah. hey, they we got the waivers, so let's do. Yeah. It. <laughs> Maybe All we right, should Mur- put that
1: one in the box and lock it up.
0: Yeah, that one's that one's dead. We'll put that one in the box and we'll take Atlanta out of the box. Yeah. Let's although say although hey, I still Shy, think
1: We have a workout. We want you to test.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I still think we should. They should have gotten a little Atlanta statue for yes. for finishing that event in first place. Which well, I mean,
1: a, they should have given them a boar. Here's the boar. You hunted (laughs) it.
0: You win (laughs) Yeah, that uh, there should have been archery involved in that event. (laughs) I
1: thought there was going to be Diana asked me if there was going to be archery. And I said, or she asked me, what do you think the twist is going to be? And I said, I mean, I think that they're going to have to run up a hill and do something. And I was like, it's going to be hard or it's going to be a crazy hard workout. But then I was like, but you never know. It could just be archery.
0: <laughs> I was telling people at the gym the other day that there was a year where they did a softball throw to yes. test accuracy and coordination and whatnot. But that would have been cool to have archery be a part of this year's event. Although that would have started to take us towards the other you know, end of the spectrum of spectacle. Yes. Uh, yes. And I guess the other one would be as they're like trying to do their handstands and pull-ups and whatnot, Castro's got one of those little suction cup dart you know guns and he's <laughs> shooting at adam as a distraction
1: you know what i'd really like to see is if they had them do like laser tag or paintball competitively like yeah. especially the teams like imagine if the teams it was like event 1 of the team event is <laughs> <Yeah>. paintball
0: <laughs> and they just play if teams games. ever happen again and they have to do paintball <laughs> hey i that mean that would
1: be amazing
0: the the tact- Tactics alone is worth it, you know, If especially well, if you get a good enough course. Well, you remember
1: the stretcher carrier or the stretcher yeah. carry. So you do the casualty carry on the paintball course.
0: Yeah. If you get hit, they have to stretch you out.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It'd be great. No, I, I think that'd be, that'd be amazing to have an event like that. Castro, kind-
1: Castro shaves his
0: head, makes them all parachute
1: into a swamp and survive for two weeks. That's the first event
0: event one it's the, like apocalypse
1: the, now he starts to talk about a snail crawling along the razor's edge it's
0: great the crossfit hunger games <laughs> it just gets better and better every year it does and they're wishing they had that boar from Atlanta. <laughs> yeah no I, I there should be like some like there could be like a bunch of games athletes who are like you know like they're like uh the the, the people that are in like the 40s or 50s or rankings and they're like you know we're just going to put on this spectacle or show of just stuff like that you know people will watch it i would watch it yeah or uh, they should do like event one is um like if they want to do a tournament elimination style make them wrestle each other like like have (laughs) like like what kind of like that's like a the ultimate test right it's you versus your opponent imagine now you have to try to get matt frazier out of the circle You know, and of course you can't throw, you know, jab or like fingers in the eyes or anything like that, but that's super fatiguing as well. So that would be the the
1: problem is the guy that's, that was a collegiate wrestler is going to do so much
0: better than anybody else in that event. You know,
1: it's kind of like, then it's
0: no different than having your sprinter, your dead, right. Or the
1: long, or the long swimmers, you know, the long distance swimmers doing the long distance swims and stuff, you know?
0: Yeah. The main reason I bring up. which is feel- it, This is why I sent you that video last night of um, Atomic Blonde, the yeah. stairway fight scene, is because that fight scene shows fatigue in fighting. Yeah. Whereas sure. other movies, when they're fighting, no, no one no. gets tired. They, they can just swing a sword for 30 minutes and cut through people, right. and there's right. no problem. But in that scene, like there's a scene where she goes to get up and can't get up. And it's like, right. yep, that's how it would be. And yep. it was a very realistic fight scene.
1: Yeah, no, it's very good. It was a good movie. I mean, I, I, I totally agree. I think that it could be uh, a whole nother level. Uh, but it's when you... I, so I think we talked about this. I know we said we're, we're done. You can edit this part out. But when we, talked about, when we talked about having uh, specialists show up to the games, so you get a, a, a very good power lifter to show up in total with these guys. Now, yes. he doesn't do any other event. It's just like for comparison, so you're like, "Whoa, that CrossFit total is amazing!" And then it's just like this guy's just like, "I deadlifted that much," you know? That's what I want. Yeah, like I I
0: want, I want them to do the corn sack race or the uh, the the loop, the ranch loop with David Goggins, and he's just talking trash the whole time. And if anything, that might that might fire Fraser up even more though. Like that's the thing though. He might he probably catch get David Goggins, but. Uh, like I, I just want to see people like that. Like bring out those those people. It'll add an extra element to it.
1: Yeah, I think I think that would be fun to do something like that if you got like a, a, a Olympic class rower for a row event, CrossFit row event. If you're only rowing now, it, it changes when you start to add in more more movements and changing the, the time domain or the, the types of movements. But yeah, if you are if you are doing a single kind of event like it's just strength like we're just gonna max out on our deadlift and you're like and this is our guest deadlifter and he just shows up and just starts pulling the heaviest weights well
0: and, and then the cool thing is too is if those people actually get beaten like if it like probably yes. not on the deadlift event you know no but definitely like not
1: it, but it, yeah if you
0: have some like like elite rower like look at how good that everyone did on the 1k row like they they would have had high placings in the world championships or won right. the world championships like so that would be cool to have someone from the outside of the competition well actually you need both ends of the spectrum right you need the world-class best rower in the world and then you need me you know like so like it's like here's here's the the, the least fittest person on the rower and here's the elite of the elite and then here's the cross with games athletes and just kind of see the whole you know spectrum
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think you and I both agree. We'd want to see those athletes eventually uh, beat those other athletes, but yeah, it would still be kind of interesting just for comparison's sake. Because I think a lot of people don't get that,
0: but we'll, we'll, we'll we'll, they'll see David Goggins on the corn sack race. And they'll also see Joanna on the corn sack race uh, complaining (laughs) and putting it down and yelling at me because her corn sack is lopsided I'm saying or asking I'm if it's this, is, or she asking. would
1: ask is this real <laughs> corn in here?
0: <laughs> yeah, for anyone listening, right. she's been stepping on my foot telling me I need nice. to get off the podcast, so that's, yeah, why that, that's why I agree. That's that's why I got I, to go. I I mentioned her. All right, Murph, well, uh, uh, have you already said your closing thoughts on the games? I, I did. Mine. I
1: basically said I agreed with you and that I think that this year with the games, congratulations to all the competitors and of course all the volunteers and everybody in CrossFit for uh, putting on such a great event i think it was pretty polished for something that was quote-unquote simple uh it was pretty polished and riveting to see that uh just those two heats going constantly like that
0: definitely definitely and you know people say all the time like maybe another league should open up you know maybe rogue will do their own thing but i think crossfit showed that why they're the best at what they do you know um, for sure yeah because yeah, be i think, I think they, the other they way.
1: i think they took back their dominance in that uh there's definitely room for other people but it's it's something only crossfit can crown the fittest
0: Yep, it's it's the only true proving grounds and i think it's legitimate and you know i think um there's no question on asterisks or anything with this year the way they did the test across both phases it's like you truly have the fittest people sure
1: yep and they're just dominant that's awesome cool all right well Murph, thanks night. for
0: coming on uh yeah. is there anywhere you can be followed do you have a social media account people can no not at all really it. there's no there's no like that's blog it. where people can go inside the mind of jason murphy no and then no. seek counseling later it's a dark place
1: there's a chair uh yeah no
0: <laughs> there's a chair not. and different people get to step into the light and sit into it <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> all these in, in my head all right well, cool. all right Make sure uh, if you're listening at this point still, uh, follow the Barbell Strikes Back on Instagram. Follow me, James A. McDermott on Instagram. Thank you so much for listening. Murph, thank you again for coming on. Thank you.